Welcome to the Sellernomics Podcast, where we share valuable tips and information in the Amazon and e-commerce space. Each week, we deliver the best interviews with some of the top Amazon personalities in the industry to help you grow your business. Today's episode is brought to you by Gatita, the global leader in FBA auditing and reimbursements. Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. And now, here are your hosts, Rob Stanley and Lisa Kinski. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of Sellernomics. My name is Lisa Kinski. I'm joined by my co-host, Rob Stanley. And today we have with us a very exciting guest. We have David Katz with Archer Affiliates, and we're going to be talking about affiliate marketing for Amazon sellers. So David, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks both of you guys for uh, having me on today. Yes. Thank you nice. so much for hopping on with us. So the the conversation around using, I think influencers is a more commonly used term or like a, a hotter topic, if you will, um, about how they can help positively impact brands on Amazon. Can we start with like a super basic definition of what differentiates an influencer and an affiliate? Is it just like two names for the same thing or are there different characteristics of the two? Sure. Really good question. Um, I would say an influencer is can be a type of affiliate. So what an affiliate means is, or at least how we like to view it, is a potential partner to promote your product and service. In this case, it's a product um, on a commission-based partnership or in a performance-based partnership model. So we're not paying them upfront one of those hefty flat fees. Uh, we're we're paying them based on performance. How many clicks do they drive? How many sales do they drive? What is their uh, total value, net value that they're bringing to us? And that's kind of how they're they're incentivized. Um, in that case, an influencer, it would depend how you categorize that. So influencers can be a piece of, uh, some brands do view it as a piece of their affiliate puzzle. Um, with Archer, we we work with influencers, obviously, it's a, it's a big piece of kind of what we do. Um, so if, if there's if that partnership is based around a commission incentive and a commission structure, instead of paying them up front, other brands kind of don't view it like that. They view it more as a paid partnership Well, they'll give a potential influencer a few thousand dollars, a few hundred dollars, depending on what the size of that partnership looks like um, and kind of pay them a, a more flat rate, in which case I would say it's probably not included uh, in that definition of an affiliate. Okay. Yeah. So like when Kanye paid Kim, I think it was 10 million to like promote Yeezys, but she wasn't getting a check for every sale that would strictly be influencer. But if she got a check per sale, then she would be I would considered say so. an affiliate. Yeah, okay. I would say so. It gets kind of dicey, I think, when because we work on also a lot of partnerships that are kind of a hybrid where mm -hmm. you pay a, uh, some sort of upfront fee or even a monthly retainer, something like that with a commission rate, because that commission is always obviously there to incentivize performance and really make sure both parties are on the same page in terms of what the what the uh, goals are and what, what what the purpose of that partnership is. But um, at its core, affiliate is exactly that. It's, it's a it's a commission based incentive. Yeah, nice. And David, just uh, so everybody's maybe clear when it comes to, you know, affiliates, it when is kind of the right time for an Amazon seller to be looking into affiliate is kind of when they're getting a product launched or kind of later in as they're already built it up a little bit, help everybody out a little bit. So they understand when's the right time to kind of look for an affiliate and come to like a service like yours. 
Um, I would say always. <laughs> um, okay. There's there's obviously different strategies and, and different reasons, I think, during the Amazon sellers or products lifecycle as to how they would tackle and strategize that and what their goals would be. But I mean, is it a fair, like, w when do you run PPC on a product? The, the answer is the strategies are always different and the goals are always different, but there should always be some level of campaign going on. I think when you're launching a product, much like PPC, your commission and your, your really the work and effort you put into a, an affiliate partnership has to be um, a lot more aggressive. Uh, most affiliate partners want to work with more established products with a tremendous amount of reviews. Um, so if you have a product with a little bit less reviews, then you'll probably have to offer some really incentivizing commission or some really incentivizing promo code, which will, which will drive that conversion. Um, but fundamentally there's almost always across every single category, across every single product on Amazon, uh, some level of opportunity for affiliate. Yeah, yeah I, I love that answer because I think we, uh, the question probably comes, Rob, tell me if I'm wrong, from we speak to so many sellers and they're like, oh, I don't think I'm big enough or I don't think I've been selling yeah. long enough to file for reimbursements. We're like, no, no, you can start the day you start selling on Amazon. So, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure that was kind of the the uh, I, origin for that question. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I would like to follow it up a little bit, though, with, uh, you know, if if they just starting to get going and uh, they're thinking about doing this, uh, is what kind of uh, returns can some of these Amazon sellers see on a service like this where they get affiliates involved? Uh, I mean, you probably have more data than anybody. Kind of like we have a lot of data on the refund side, but uh, you know, on average, what kind of what kind of boost can they see from doing an affiliate marketing like this? Oh, the, the opportunity is is potentially massive. Sky's really the limit. And I think the space is still super young. So like my answer now is probably going to be very different even in two months. Um, I do think one thing we have seen is that, and you guys probably see this on the refund side also, which is interesting, is that the uh, it, it's not the same for everyone. Um, while there is some level of opportunity for everyone, the discrepancy that we see among sellers has, there's a lot of different... Um, variations and different uh, uh, stuff at play as to what decides that. But the, the, the discrepancy that we have from some of our largest brands that we're working with to some of the smaller ones is pretty massive. We have brands doing over six figures a month and hopefully by next year, that's going to be seven figures a month, uh, you know, to, to brands that are, you know, we, we can literally throw everything at it, have crazy high commission rates. Um, and it just, it's not there. It really doesn't work. So it's it's a it's a pretty wide range of uh, what the opportunity actually is, and I do think one thing to note is that it's that this whole space and concept is so young and so new uh, that what the opportunity is today, a, it's important to get involved as early as possible just to you know kind of build that foundation. But what it is today is really a fraction of what we see and what we foresee. This is going to be in even two three months. Yeah. Do, do you have any tips for sellers to make the most of their experience when working with an influencer and affiliate? Any like best practices? We And I'll give her a shout out. I know Gracie Ryback because she's a friend of all of ours. When she speaks, she talks about how to write the cold outreach email to an influencer that you found on Instagram, right? So what other tips do you have for sellers when it's, you're talking about establishing that relationship and working with influencers and affiliates? Yeah, I'll give a really general one. Um, you know, everybody 
on the affiliate side is really focused on create, pushing content that converts, right? That's 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 their business. If they, they're pushing out content that doesn't convert, there's just a waste of everyone's time and their audience kind of gets tired and less engaged and they lose their whole business. So all these affiliates really want, that's their utmost and number one priority is pushing out content that converts um, and that people are interested in. And I think sellers, a lot of times, they don't have their goals as aligned and they miss the boat when they're pitching affiliates because of that. The prime and key example of that is one of the key affiliate areas that we work with is deal and coupon sites. So think like Slick Deals, Deal News, these are blogs, websites, or even sometimes influencers that just post good deals around the internet. Even Gracie, I think a lot of her content is based around different types of deals and trending stuff in that area on Amazon. And when we we work to, you know, between the seller and the potential affiliate to, you know, what is a good deal? How does this work? We always see almost consistently is that sellers are really focused on their bottom line is, you know, we need to make this promotion work. And the affiliate is obviously focused. This promotion is great, but we're going to move like two units because it's not a high enough promotion. This content is just not going to work. Um, so and and rightfully so, you know, the seller should be focused on what they're focused on and the brand and the, the affiliate should be focused on what they're focused on. But it is always important from a brand perspective is really understanding that what an affiliate wants to see and what they want to hear and what the products are looking for is stuff that converts storylines that convert. Um, is a product trending on TikTok? What are some unique storylines? Is it there a seasonal aspect to the product? Um, brands are not always focused on that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I can see how there qu could quickly be a misalignment of goals there for sure. Yeah, and yeah. A, a question uh, on that: If I'm an Amazon seller and I'm looking to have an affiliate actually promote my product, um, should I be getting together some like key points for them? Because obviously, I want to make sure that they're educated enough on my product to catch these right keywords. They could do it e either how funny or classy or whatever which they they want to do it. But, you know, I want to also make sure that they are understanding the product enough to be able to get a certain key feature, let's say, uh, out. So is there something that they should put together, like an Amazon seller should put together prior to make sure that it makes a smooth transition when it goes to the affiliate? Yeah, I think it's important to focus on why your product is unique. That's ultimately what drives conversion. So. How aggressive can your promotion be? Uh, your review score, like, hey, my product has 50,000 five-star reviews, 10,000, whatever it is. It's if Once you get to those numbers, that's something really unique. Uh, like I mentioned before, seasonality a lot of times creates good content and gives that unique feel. That's before winter. We're promoting a winter coat. That's probably a means to a, a great piece of content, a really engaging piece of content, what affiliates want to hear. Um, anything trending on TikTok. Uh, if celebrity used a product or anything like that, uh, anything you can really create a story about, um, create that uniqueness uh, and ultimately give a reason for the affiliates to create content is probably where you want to focus that pitching. There always is a tough balance of, you know, you, you want to give as much information to an affiliate as possible, but at the same time, kind of let them run on their own. They're obviously super creative. They know their audience best. They know what works. So you don't want to be really, I've at least found that you know, people being too on top of them is never a good thing. You want to really let them you know, do their thing. Like when we're working with a blog and, and a lot of times brands will say, hey, put the final price in the title or put the promotion, mm -hmm. a, a total discount amount in the title, different things like that. That type of stuff we generally like to leave to the publisher. You know, our incentives are aligned. They're only making money if we make money. Let them, they know what works. They know their audience. We'll let them kind of have that creative leeway and push what works. Yeah, yeah. sure. And 
we've mentioned like Gracie who does stuff on and off Amazon. We've mentioned a blog. Where are these affiliates that we're referring to kind of anywhere and everywhere? Like what types are there? Yeah, we break it down into four or five main categories. So number one, and what's most widely popular is influencers, um, which we kind of touched on. Those are just people who utilize so their social media followings. Um, number two is media publishers. That would be anyone from like CNN, BuzzFeed. Uh, these have teams of people who specifically look for uh, Amazon products that they can write engaging content about. Um, almost every publisher today has a commerce team and they're consistently pushing out as one of their main revenue drivers affiliate for these commerce articles. So that would be number two. Uh, number three would be different types of uh, software and shopping technology and shopping apps that we partner with. We have a lot of exclusive partnerships in that front. It's very hard as like a one-off seller to get those types of partnerships, but it, nonetheless, a huge opportunity. Uh, number four would be the, this would probably be the final one, is the deal and coupon sites, which we discussed about. Actually, not many people know this opportunity. They by far have the highest conversion rate. We've seen content that goes live there that has like 20% plus conversion rates, which is absolutely astronomical. It's uh, to, to the level and just share unit amount of sales that they're able to drive. Um, and obviously the conversion rate at which they're able to do so from the traffic they drive. Yeah, I appreciate that breakdown. Thank you. Let's, let's take a quick break to hear a message from our sponsor, but we will jump right back into the conversation in just a second. Today's episode is brought to you by Gatita, the global leader in FBA auditing and reimbursements. Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. All right, you guys, be sure to head over to gatita.com forward slash sellernomics for the first 400 and FBA reimbursements free. We are back with David Cass with Archer Affiliates. Rob, I'm sorry, it looked like I cut you off right before I played the ad. So go for it. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Uh, David, I, I was just kind of curious, like if there's certain products that seem to work better with affiliates than others, uh, you did kind of mention like seasonal, you know, being timing like that, but is uh, let's just go products or category in general that seem to work better for affiliates and which ones don't. Uh, yeah, seasonal is obviously a key one. I would say also products that are sellers and products that are able to offer aggressive promotions. Um, like I said, a lot of our, the affiliates are based around their content is based around deals. Um, and even standard general media publishers, they love products that are able to offer some set, some level of promo code or having a seven day deal or top deal or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say the other two general categories would be, uh, universally applicable products. So that would be like a kitchen knife or hmm. um, stuff like that, where it doesn't matter what gender you are, what age you are, where you live. If you're, everybody needs a kitchen knife. Everybody needs, uh, I don't know, a pair of shoes, stuff like that. Um, I would say also like super innovative tech products do really well. They have really good price points for affiliates. So if an affiliate is able to earn, just again, looking at it from their point of view, if they're able to earn a 10, 20% commission on a $20 product, it's not as attractive as earning a 10, 20% commission on a $100 product, but they do need the customer to purchase right then. They need that customer to make an impulse purchasing decision, which a lot of times is very hard with more expensive products. We found with like cool, techy, innovative products, they're, they're, it has that high price point and they're still able to make a customer will still make that impulse purchasing decision and make sure that it's being purchased through that affiliate link. So the affiliate ultimately gets credit. So we've been able to do a lot in that kind of space in terms of direct categories. I would say, uh, 
Home and kitchen is probably a, the, the biggest one. Our furniture, surprisingly, actually has been our, our second biggest one. And our third would probably be uh, beauty. It has a lot of a lot of elements with that um, just impulse purchasing decision, a lot of unique beauty products. The customer will see it and want to purchase it right then. Yeah, that the furniture actually makes a lot of sense to me if you can have somebody because I always find that like on the deal sites or through influencers, they get a really in-depth like look at the product. It's like how here's how big the measurements are and here's how it looks in my living room and here's a close-up of the material. And like I would love a new couch right now, but I'm too cheap to pay full price. So if I see one I like <laughs> that has a deal or a coupon, then I'm gonna buy that before going to the store and getting something else. So so that makes sense. And absolutely like home and kitchen. I mean, I that's 90% of my impulse purchases. So um, that makes sense. So so how does all this play then into Amazon attribution to kind of shift gears to that a little bit? For sure. So it, Amazon attribution is a really unique opportunity for sellers to take advantage of the general space of affiliate, number one, uh, because it provides tracking. You're just able to see all this traffic that you're driving from, even if it's a paid influencer partnership and not directly from an affiliate, um, you have that ability to track it which historically, I mean, three, four years ago before attribution existed, wasn't you, you weren't able to do that in such a streamlined fashion. You kind of had to offer a promo code to the influencer and then see how many people redeemed that promo code, which wasn't always so accurate. Now you could just see direct click to conversion. Where's that traffic dropping off and is it converting? Um, and really the most exciting thing is that currently Amazon's offering a 10% brand referral bonus on all sales that's driven through Amazon attribution. So you're able to offer really incentivizing commission to affiliates, like a 30, 35% commission. And that's a net 20% out of pocket from you as a seller, which is massive. I mean, it's, you know, every, every, every percent in this uh, general game of Amazon is super, super valuable and sellers are very constrained with what they have to offer. And 10% is a, a really a huge number. Yeah. Yeah. That's so goodness. if people aren't, if sellers aren't too familiar with Amazon attribution, go into seller central, you could find uh, Amazon attribution. You're going to get a lot of data in there from where your sources are coming from, where traffic's coming from. Uh, we've actually, I heard when I was up at Amazon's event that they're going to be building that out even more and offering more data through there over the next, uh, let's say year. Uh, they, they weren't too specific. So I'm kind of guessing about a year. Uh, what I, what I'd like to know at, this is quite switching because, you know, a lot of these affiliates, what they'll do is they'll get set up, let's say with you guys, they turn around and make a video. Now, when they make that video, do they own that video? And are they able to reuse that video as many times as they want? And the reason I'm asking is because, you know, Amazon's got that new program. Now I could be dropping videos into the product down at the bottom and start getting paid based on people watching that video as part of that product uh, description area. So is that something they're allowed to do to kind of double dip on this a bit? So really, it depends on the, the direct partnership that you have with the affiliate. With our program, um, very specifically not. With our program at Archer, okay. the way we work is that you're not paying for content, you're paying for sales. Um, so ultimately the the affiliate always owns the content that they're producing and you're just purchasing sales that already happened off of them. Um, the other thing to note is that our program specifically, and really any program that works through Amazon attribution or any partnerships that are created through Amazon attribution are separate from the videos that are on Amazon listings or any any on-site 
what's called on-site Amazon content, which can be videos on listings or even Amazon Live or anything like that, um, that you cannot, there's no ability to use an Amazon attribution. Like Amazon attribution okay. traffic would have to be originating from off Amazon and then be directed through an Amazon attribution link to Amazon in order to properly track. Yeah. So and just to follow up with that, so everybody's a little clear on this. So, you know, if I'm doing something on Instagram and I'm promoting a product and I'm sending people to get, you know, to buy the product and get sales, that's something you do with say like Archer affiliates. If I was doing a video review of the product, talking about the different features of it, that would be a separate video that you could put on the product page. I forget the name of the program right now, but you could basically get paid for every time somebody watches the video on the product description page. And that's a couple different things that affiliates can take, uh, could do, but you, those are separate is what you're saying. Keep those separate. Yeah. I mean, it would, it, it, yeah, I mean, there's, there's obviously a lot of crossover there. Um, for us, we're specifically focused on off Amazon content. That's kind of where we sure. built our bread and butter. That's where we're heads down focused is how do we get net new customers, uh, to find my products to purchase, ultimately purchase my products. I think a lot of that uh, on Amazon content is probably, I would say more related to like listing work and make sure, making sure your listings are converting as well as possible. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Love that. That's and good info. What about like the terms of service of it all? Obviously, you know, driving off Amazon traffic to your listing is totally okay. Using affiliates is totally okay. But what is, you know, okay to ask an affiliate for? What is not okay? Like how do sellers stay in good standing when creating this kind of relationship? Yeah, super good and important question. Um, I do think there's a, a lot of, um, a, a lot of, edu I would say, uh, What's the word? I'm blanking on the word, but a, a lot of misinformation, I guess, uh, when it comes to affiliate programs. So I can tell you with, with our company and how we run this is we never ask for any reviews. That's really the, the, the flag that stands out, I think, in the space is that a lot of sellers will offer free products uh, plus some sort of commission and require that influencer who's sending a free product to, to leave a product review. Um, that is obviously strictly against terms of service, uh, any requirement to reviews or even incentivizing reviews in any ways, as most people, most sellers know, and most people know is, you know, can pretty quickly get your account shut down. So we, we stay totally away from that. We have nothing to do with Amazon reviews. We tell our influencers not to leave reviews on products um, that they're getting free samples of because that would, again, just completely violate the, uh, the Amazon terms of service. But like you kind of mentioned before, Lisa, is that generally just driving traffic with paid partnerships, especially if it's through Amazon attribution links um, and paying these influencers and affiliates is completely within terms of service to the contrary. I mean, Amazon clearly encourages it through that 10% uh, brand referral bonus. Yeah. And David, what, what channels have you seen work better? I mean, we got TikTok, we got Instagram, we got YouTube, we got Facebook. Uh, what, what are people are influencers or affiliates allowed to just put it on all those or have you seen some work better than others? Yeah. Very interesting question. Um, initially it was TikTok was killing it. Um, very, I would say within the past, I don't know, whatever it's been six months to a year now, uh, since TikTok pushed out their own version of their marketplace with TikTok shop. Um, we found that a lot of creators who were focused on Amazon have been getting their content suppressed and it's just not been performing well as TikTok shop. So TikTok for Amazon sellers and Amazon content uh, has recently 
been on a decline actually. Um, we've seen a lot of really good opportunities though with, uh, I would say Facebook and YouTube are probably in that top seat. YouTube is a really cool opportunity because there's a huge SEO element play into it where like if you can get a, a YouTube, let's just say you're selling a hairspray and you can get a YouTube video that ranks high on YouTube for best hairspray or how to apply hairspray and your products featured there, that could have a pretty big lifetime uh, duration just in how that content is being fed. I mean, you can be getting sales from that specific video for years to come, certainly months to come, just as that that video is featured on top of a lot of these search terms. Um, so I would say, you know, YouTube, Facebook are, are probably pretty high up. Um, Deal Sites has been really, like I mentioned before, a really, really strong one for us. It's more of a boost, so it's not the life cycle of that content is not super long as it would be on YouTube or more like SEO focused review articles. Um, but uh, a lot of different, like you kind of mentioned, a, a lot of different uh, opportunities. What, what about yeah. Pinterest? Interesting. Not for us, it hasn't been a massive one. I think it's probably more uh, because we just haven't been able to crack that. I think the opportunity is there. I think there's some yeah. really, really big um, boards and communities on Pinterest that are running through affiliate yeah we haven't been able to crack that yet okay interesting just because like you said home and kitchen is a really great category to yeah. leverage affiliates and i just redid my kitchen and got all of my inspo from pinterest i want to <laughs> diy my bathrooms i'm going to pinterest like so it seems like it would just be ripe with opportunity um yeah especially furniture too like furniture yeah. would be huge no, i think there. i think the opportunity is there i, I think it's it's we haven't nailed it. I think it has a lot to do with just the format of how the social network is um, designed compared to other networks where there's not the, a following of a specific creator posting is not as important as it is on like TikTok and Instagram and Facebook where these creators, that's that's how they build their brand. They're creating that following and then they're utilizing that to post products. Pinterest is a little different. It's a little bit more um, like who's posting that content as versus how it gets distributed uh, is much more distributed than, than other platforms. Yeah, 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 fair point. So are there any, before we kind of transition into talking about Archer Affiliates specifically, are there any big no-nos when it comes to leveraging influencers and affiliates to grow your brand <laughs> other than like asking for reviews and obvious like bad? <laughs> yeah, I would say the review piece um, makes like, like kind of touched on, I, I don't know if it's a no-no, but very important is the, the rule that I touched on before, which is really understand what you're pitching from the affiliates perspective. It's just a good way to make an attractive offer. Um, if I had a social media channel and this product, you know, what, why would I want to post this product? Is it because the reviews element, the deal element, the seasonality element, some sort of story and, and, and really idea of why I should from the affiliates perspective, why they should feature this product, not just because you sell it. I think that's pretty much the, uh, the important one. Um, and maybe also, you know, we see a lot of sellers that maybe get a bit too aggressive on how often they send out some of these cold emails to influencers and, and affiliates. So maybe toning it back and, and, uh, that can, that can be a pretty big one, but that would be about it off the top of my head. Gotcha. Nice. Gotcha. All right. So let's talk now about Archer Affiliates then specifically. Tell us about what you do. How much does it cost? Who do you help? Talk to us. For sure. Archer Affiliates is really the, the most streamlined 
um, and really the only streamlined solution and platform for Amazon sellers to tackle affiliates. Um, we've made it a no-brainer. So in terms of our cost structure, there's no sign-up fees, no monthly fees. All you pay is a commission on generated sales and you as a seller have the ability to set that commission. So obviously the higher you set your commission and the, the more you the more commission you offer to potential affiliates for partnership, um, the more successful the campaign is going to be and the more sales you're going to be able to generate. But there's really no sign up fees or upfront monthly fees. The way it works, which I probably should have answered first, is the way the way our network works is a seller signs up. They're able to add all their products and on each products you have the ability to set a commission offer to all the affiliates in our network. So again, we're working with influencers, media publishers, product comparison sites, anyone who's promoting an Amazon product, you as a seller have the ability to set up your offer on our network where these affiliates consistently look for products to promote. They're coming to our, our network on their portal on Archer every single day, um, identifying products to promote on any product that they're interested in promoting based on the commission offer, based on the promo that's being offered and all that. They have the ability to instantly create an Amazon attribution link, which then they use in their content, whether that's on social media, on their blog, et cetera. Um, and obviously there's a super, you know, it's just a very streamlined and transparent way of understanding the data on both ends. So the affiliate will have access to all the data that's coming in on Amazon attribution via their Archer portal. We're connected via API to all to a seller's account. So we're able to pull in all that attribution data on the sales and clicks being generated. Um, and ultimately the seller has access to uh, to all the click sales and, and stuff that's being driven by the affiliate and the opportunity to connect with affiliates by offering them free product samples, promo codes, and like I said before, that that high commission offer. That's so David, awesome. you, you kind of glazed some. How are you guys making money on this? Is it from the affiliate, from the <laughs> Amazon seller? You don't say need to say how much, but just so everybody understands who's paying uh, Archer, basically. Great question. The answer is technically both and technically none okay. at the same time. So the way it works is um, we take a cut off of all the commission payouts that we offer. So a brand would pay us. Um, before we pass that commission that the brand pays to the potential affiliate, we took our cut. So really yeah. both parties are paying. And at the same time, really nobody's paying because whatever commission the brand sets is the final price they pay. And whatever commission the affiliate sees is the final money that they earn. Um, and that but that's, exactly. that's good though. I mean, that's yeah, a good a, thing because realistically you're, you're pulling for the Amazon seller to do well and you're pulling for the, you know, affiliate slash uh, influencer to do well, because if both of them do well, then you guys also get, you know, cut. Hey, that sounds like a Gatita model slightly, doesn't it, Lisa? Yeah. <laughs> we only get paid if you get paid. Exactly. That's what we always say. So that's very cool, David. Very nice, man. Yep. We've, we've really made it a no brainer for everyone to join, regardless of if they're doing something else in the affiliate space, if they're connected with another network or if they're doing their own programs in house, it's, Hey, why not sign up? You, you have nothing to lose. We might be able to help you guys out and drive, drive more revenue. And even if you're a new seller or you don't want to focus on affiliates, just set it up and forget about it. it who knows? Maybe we'll drive more revenue. Yeah, we, we just got to yeah. get David set up as an affiliate for Gatita. So that way he could, uh, when he's talking to him, he can tell him how to make more money. Right. Make money. <laughs> awesome. awesome. 
Awesome. Awesome. Stuff. Well, I want to go ahead and give a quick plug here as well for anybody who's listening and interested in learning more about Archer. We will be filming a show us what you've got later this week. So it'll be coming out shortly after this episode's release. So if you're just listening to us on the audio platforms, go on ahead and head over to YouTube. Uh, like and subscribe while you're there as well. So you get notified whenever these new episodes drop. And if you are watching on YouTube, come back in a couple of days and we will have the demo of the site available for you. Um, in the meantime, though, David, if folks are interested in learning more, where can they go to learn more or how can they get in touch with you with any questions they may have? For sure. The best bet is archeraffiliates.com. We have a new website actually going live, hopefully the end of this week. So probably by the time this podcast airs. So check out our new website. Um, and if you would like to get in contact with me or anyone from our team, you can email info at archeraffiliates.com. Perfect. And you guys, everything is spelled exactly how it sounds. Archer, A-R-C-H-E-R, affiliates.com. Again, that email address is info at archeraffiliates.com. David, perfect. Thank you so much for being here and sharing this info with us. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you both for uh, having me on. It's been awesome. Of course, awesome. of course. And thank you for everybody who listened. If you guys liked what you heard, please be sure to give us a thumbs up, share your thoughts with us in the comments, subscribe to the show, and we will see you on the next one. Thanks for joining us this week on the Sellernomics Podcast. Special thanks to our sponsor, Gatita. Did you know that Amazon probably owes you money for FBA reimbursements? Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash Sellernomics. Be sure to join us again next week for more great tips on how to grow your business. And thanks again for listening.